Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'lif Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. I pray that you are all doing wonderful. Alhamdulillah. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to join you again for the prophetic narrative of the Prophet So let's inshallah recite Surah Fatiha as a gift to Shaykh Samira Azayyad, who is the compiler and the translator of this wonderful, beautiful text, subhanAllah. Um, Bismillah al-Fatiha. So Bismillah, inshallah, let's recite our intention, which is the translated intention of Imam al Hadad. And uh, also, inshallah, we'll build upon that intention, bi'idhnillah. So, bismillah, I intend to learn and to teach, to benefit and to be benefited, to remind and to be reminded, to call to the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to guide and to be guided by sound proof and correct knowledge, to seek the countenance of my Lord, nearness to him and his reward. Amin, Allahumma Amin. We're also here by the intention to expose ourselves to the mercy of Allah, by the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would number us amongst those that he considers to be the great, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would bless us to be amongst those that he has guided aright, whose hearts are filled with love for Allah, love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whose hearts are illuminated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We hear by the intention that Allah Ta'ala would make us from the people of Ma'arifah and Yaqeen, that Allah Ta'ala would elevate us and pardon us, and that he would strengthen the Ummah of the Prophet وسلم, and that he would allow us to enter genital dos and ana, us and all those whom we love. Allahumma, ameen. So Bismillah, without further ado, uh, inshallah, I'd like to, to delve into the text. By Allah's grace and mercy, we left off last week going into in-depth discuss, discussion around, subhanAllah, the Isra and Mi'raj of our beloved messenger of Allah, and of course, the significance of what it means to all of us for this, you know, of course, again, for this horizontal traveling from Masjid al-Haram ila al-Masjid al-Aqsa to Masjid al-Bayt al-Maqdis. I'm going to go back to when the Prophet returns back to his ummah. The, the disbelievers are using this as a means to discredit the beloved messenger of Allah and using it as uh, you know, a means to ridicule him further as well as to ridicule the believers. But subhanAllah, when they found an Abu Bakr, is the stance that we pray that Allah Azawajal puts in all of us. And that is that stance of yaqeen. It's that stance of saying that no matter, no matter whether or not we have the scientific proof, whether or not science has caught up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, or not, whatever the messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, has said, it is true. Right? And whatever he has commanded us to, it is true, recognizing in this moment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us about the in-depth aspects of aqidah, right? When Allah ta'ala mentions in the Quran, alif lamim, kitabu la rayba fi lil mutaqeen, alladheena yu'minuna right? That uh, this Quran is a Quran 
you know, for those who have no doubt, right? And that subhanAllah, those who believe, for those who believe in the unseen. And so in this manner of ghaib, um, we are again tested and, and put to that uh, high level of understanding about the significance of our belief in the ghaib, right? And that our uh, understanding and our belief in the ghaib is not about, um, it's not obviously research, nor is it based upon someone else's definitions, but that 100% uh, that we look at the Prophet as our highest level of authority. Right? And this is something that's hugely significant in saying when we say that he's the messenger of Allah, that putting our yaqeen and our trust in Allah Azawajal says that we also put our trust in whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in the seat to guide us. And that would be the messenger of Allah And so it becomes extremely significant that any time even the concept of something creeping in saying that the messenger of Allah wasalam's word is not enough right that may Allah uh, grant us refuge from that ever occurring in our hearts for it ever becoming a moment in our hearts where the word of the prophet وسلم, right like the the authentic word of the prophet وسلم, it, it must always be enough right we must always be in a position where his word because he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is the messenger of Allah this is kalimat shahada right la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam this status right this huge and high rank uh this was just a huge gift and a stamp upon the ummah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that says like I have given you, right, uh, in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, an uswat al-hasan, and like you have the best example, right? You have khuluqul adhim, you have the best of creation. And so what he speaks to you, what he says of you is that which I have commanded and that which I have brought forth for him. And so then it becomes obligatory upon us. It's not a matter of do I believe or not believe, do I follow or not follow, it is now obligatory upon us that we say, subhanAllah, we, we believe in the messenger of Allah and whatever he said, whatever he did, and whatever he commanded or approved of. Right? And so, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Mawlana Muhammad. And so in this uh, return of the Prophet وسلم, one of the things after it goes on from Abu Bakr Siddiq Allah ta'ala an, is that the Prophet وسلم, is in the Hajj, he's in, uh, says that he was at the Kaaba and he was cornered by a number of those who, a number of the Quraysh, uh, a number of the disbelieving Arabs at the time, who then began to question the messenger of Allah والسلام, like saying, okay, if you claim that you went to Bayt al-Maqdis, give us the description. And so subhanAllah, even the Prophet وسلم, of course, in this experience, 
there are other aspects of it that he's focusing on, right? So like, for example, they're asking him details of the masjid itself. They're asking him details about how many doors uh, were there, telling, asking him about what was in this corner. Uh, and so subhanAllah, the Prophet وسلم, of course, focusing on the experience itself and the meaning of it itself, as well as the NBA who are present, subhanAllah. This is what he's focused on. He's not focused on, let me count the doors, uh, let me you know, count the pillars, but yet in order to try to, in, in an attempt to discredit the Prophet وسلم, they begin to question him and to interrogate him about this. And so subhanAllah, he says in that moment, even the Prophet وسلم, begin to feel, it says more disheartened than he ever felt before. He began to feel like, wow, am I going to be uh, made to seem a liar? Am I when in this most, you know, magnificent moment that has occurred to, for me and my ummah, am I going to be disgraced in this moment? And so he immediately begins to make that dua, that call to Allah Azawajal, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to the rescue of our beloved messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts up a vision for the Prophet وسلم, of Bayt al-Maqdis. And so as he can see it so clearly, subhanAllah, in front of him. And what's, you know, again, miraculous about this is that this it's it's this moment, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Mawlana Muhammad, where we learn about the narration of uh, the Prophet وسلم, who says, you know, whoever wages war against my beloved, right? Uh, against the awliya, that Allah has waged war on them. And, and Allah then begins to describe his servant and that he loves them, right? And he begins to go into the description about how he loves them. And then he says, and he loves them until they become the eyes in which he sees, the ears in which that servant hears, the mouth in which they speak, the hands in which they take action, and the feet in which they travel. And so for the Prophet وسلم, in this moment, him becoming the manifestation of what it means to be Habib Allah وسلم, to be the beloved of Allah, is continuing to manifest and it's continuing to be seen about how the Prophet وسلم, is the beloved of Allah because now the Prophet وسلم, is not only seeing in the moment that which is in front of him, right? But the veil has been removed and the space and distance has been removed subhanallah now the prophet وسلم, in that moment very similar this is like a he's 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 bringing uh moments of even the isra and miraj of that night journey with him there are gifts and secrets of course that come from that that are now uh brought present in that moment like the prophet وسلم, we talked about there's a collapse of time so he sees people in jannah he sees people in hellfire he sees uh from the past he sees into the future he's seeing more in in he's seeing deep the deep meaning of a moment, the more insight of riba and zina and 
backbiting. He's seeing the manifestation, the reality of it. And so the Prophet sent him now back to the earthly realm, now back on this plane, has the responsibility to relay that. I, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a big lesson by saying that I'm not going to give you the responsibility to deliver this, right? And to teach it and to convince the people and not give you the tools by which uh, and able to do that successfully, right? So if Allah brings you to it, he's going to bring you through it. And so subhanAllah, Allah Azza wa Jal reveals to the Prophet وسلم, and he's able to see Bayt and Maqdis clearly, right? And so as they're asking questions, it's like, how many doors? This many doors. How many pillars? This many pillars. And then subhanAllah, they even questioned the Prophet وسلم, about a caravan of theirs uh, that was traveling. And so the Prophet والسلام, confirms that not only did he see that caravan, but he describes the camel that is leading the caravan, a great camel that is leading the caravan, subhanAllah, and then describes that uh, one of their camels actually got lost. And as it got lost, he called out to them. <sighs> He calls out to them and they actually hear the voice of the Prophet وسلم, guiding them toward their camel. Then he begins to describe that another portion of their group of, of their caravan had gone to sleep. And as they had gone to sleep, the Prophet وسلم, went to their vessel of water uncovered it, the, the vessel was covered. He uncovered it, drank it, and then covered it back in order to leave a sign uh, for them, subhanAllah. Uh, in addition to uh, the Prophet وسلم, begin to describe even aspects of some of the goods that were inside of the caravan, right? In order for this to be something that they would be, you know, that they would then remove all doubt. Like every question that you're asking, the Messenger of Allah proving his sagacity, proving his veracious, proving that he indeed is the Messenger of Allah. He's doing it he's proving it over and over and over again and sadly uh for the most of them this is only increasing them in their disbelief they then some of them begin to then uh claim they begin to say like oh he's a magician right he's a magician he has uh indeed you know subhanallah uh like somehow did some magic and he's able to see. And so the, they asked the Prophet وسلم, when will that caravan return? And he tells them the caravan will return on a Wednesday, right? It will return Wednesday. And so Wednesday night, look at how, uh, just this follow how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is dealing with his beloved as that on Wednesday, uh, for some reason, the caravan is delayed. And so they stand there waiting all day to see, right? Like they want to prove him wrong. So they're waiting to see, will this caravan descend, uh, come back on the Wednesday? And as the, the sun has gone down and the night is getting, uh, is approaching, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam becomes a little bit worried. Of course he doesn't. And I want us to 
think about this, like even though he has a certainty about it and Allah has shown him, he even the Prophet even has those moments of like worry and concern. And he goes to Allah and prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about it, right? And says, Ya Allah, like don't let me, uh, don't let me have spoken anything other than the truth. Don't let it, you know, he's why is he concerned about why does he care about what they think? only for the sake of their own iman, only for the sake of their belief, and that they may not say that the Prophet did not ever, that there was ever a moment that he said anything other than was exactly true. And you know what Allah Ta'ala did? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala extended the day he delayed the sun for the Prophet He literally delayed the sun, right? And say, you will, uh, you will stay suspended in, in this position, not ending this day, right? Causing the earth also to be fixed, to stop turning on its axis, right? In order so that that, that day would be extended and the caravan would indeed return on a Wednesday. And so looking at uh, what are we saying about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the relationship with his Habib, right? Habib Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, I will move the earth for him. I will stop the moving of the earth for him. I will suspend the sun for him. Like this, let it be known that he is Allah's messenger and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will defend him uh, at every cost. And this subhanAllah is a huge, huge, huge uh, you know, a huge lesson for us and understanding the relationship between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam that Allah Azawajal is making it known, right? That it's not only a matter, it's not only a matter uh, that, you know, I will show that I will become the e the eyes in which he sees. But in terms of that, if he makes a statement, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even in matters that are not about revelation, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to uh, make that the case. And so this becomes something for us to understand in terms of, when the Prophet says something, we absolutely right should follow it because Allah is the one who the Allah is the one who is backing it. Allah is the one who is supporting it, right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the one who's saying like I uh, that what He has said is true. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Habibina Mulana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And so lastly, going uh, now, the Prophet sallam, had been given the five daily prayers. And so now it, it was this beloved moment where the Prophet of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, is now bringing that back to the believers, bringing that portion of the journey, right, of the mi'raj to 
uh, you know, bringing that portion to the believers, their opportunity to stand and have communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so as he's been given the five daily prayers, the details of those five daily prayers had not been revealed yet. This is still an unfolding matter. And so subhanAllah, uh, Jibra'il alayhi salam comes and begins to lead the Prophet وسلم, Initially, the first prayer that he led him in was in Salatul Duhur. And so as he led him in Salatul Duhur, the Prophet وسلم, of course, is following him, uh, is, is memorizing and learning, of course, all of basically literally the fiqh of it from Jibra'il again, just proving to us that when it comes to our deen, right, when it comes to our deen, that this is not a man-made one, that our deen is one that is formulated in the heavens, and that it e either it becomes directly revealed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the angel Jibra'il alayhi salam brings it. And so subhanAllah, the, the Prophet alayhi salam then begins to lead the believers, begins to lead the Muslims in prayer, but as he's leading them, the, Jibra'il is leading him. And so in this Senate, in this beautiful uh, Senate, the Jibra'il is leading the Prophet and the Prophet is leading us in the prayer. Now, prior to the migration, uh, Duhur as well as Asr, uh, were only two raka'ats and Maghrib was still three raka'ats, but Duhur and Asr were still two raka'ats. And uh, this is something that it wasn't until the Prophet ﷺ migrated into Medina that it was then extended. It was then extended to the four, the four for Duhur and the four for Asar. However, when it came for the traveler, it was uh, it remained the same as it was originally, which was the two, subhanAllah. And so in understanding, again, it was first revealed as two, then extended once they had their residence, right? Once they were uh, residents of Medina, then it became the four for Duhur and Asr and Salatul Isha. However, for the traveler, it goes back to the original, right? Which was the original were the, the two raka'at, subhanAllah, of prayer. And so even uh, as Jibra'il was teaching the Prophet والسلام, the mechanics of the salah, he was also coming at the, at the specific times. So he's coming at the duhr time. He's coming at the specific time as it relates to the double uh, the double uh, shadow and for, you know, and coming for Salatul Asr and then the same for Maghrib when the, uh, you know, just as the sun has set, he's coming for Salatul Maghrib and then comes to the Prophet وسلم, at the time of Salatul Isha, making, uh, you know, making it clear exactly when are the prescribed prayer times, those five daily prayers, uh, when are they prescribed? And so in understanding uh, this is that there is that, and this is this is something that is really, really key. This is something that is really, really key that, uh, you know, it's not just the commandment of prayer itself, right? Which is something that sadly in our day and time has become 
uh, you know, an issue. Like, okay, well, if Allah has prescribed prayer, right, you can't uh, you can't follow Allah and not follow the Prophet because it's not the details of how the the prayer is is practiced as well as the time, the exact times of the prayer is something uh, that happens, you know, in this realm with Jibrail and Prophet Muhammad And so this becomes extremely significant that to have these two uh, things together, right? Uh, that this is again the aqidah of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and understanding, right? Like uh, that these that this this goes together. There is the commandment, there is the intention, there and then there are the details, the attention that must the intention and then the attention that must be paid uh, to the actual details. And uh, subhanAllah, all of these mechanics of the salah are, uh, are enacted between Jibra'il and the Prophet and then the Prophet and the believers. And so uh, again, at this particular time, the Qibla, the Qibla continued to be to Bayt al-Maqdis, right? Until the after, as we know, and the Prophet migrates to Medina and on his way to the migration, right, in Masjid Qiblatain, uh, as we know, that's on the way to Medina. Uh, this is when the Prophet is instructed about the changing of the Qibla. But so in the beginning, this happening in Mecca before the Hijrah. So the shortened prayer, as well as, or should I say, the original is only the Turaka'ah. Uh, but then, and also towards Beit al-Maqdis, towards Jerusalem, but after the migration, right, which is subhanAllah, bihamdi, subhanAllah, adim, uh, you know, letting the Prophet وسلم, under, like Allah letting him know that your beloved Mecca, right, what's beloved to you, Ya Rasulullah, is beloved to me. Right, and so when the Prophet وسلم, migrated from Medina, this was something that just migrated, sorry, from Mecca. This was something that just really tore at his heart. He loved Mecca. And so uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is letting him know like your love for Mecca, right? It's my love for Mecca. And so uh, even though initially they are facing Jerusalem, when they arrive in Medina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directs the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam uh, back towards Mecca, toward the Kaaba. Uh, we have just a couple of minutes and I'm thinking, do we want, I think we'll end inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalam ala Sayyidina Habibina Munana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we ask that you give us complete and perfect faith after which there is no disbelief. Give us certainty in you after which we never doubt. Ya Rabbi, we ask that you please expand our hearts and illuminate it with a light from your light, Ya Anur. Ya Hadi, grant us a guidance from your guidance and make us from upon Surat al-Mustaqim by, by which we never deviate. Illuminate us with wisdom and understanding. 
increase us in that beneficial knowledge that grants us yaqeen, ya Allah, grants us futur al-arifin, make us the people of ma'arifa. Allah, we ask for a complete and perfect pardon of our sins and transgressions, after which there is no there is no trace of our sin, not upon only upon ourselves, but upon those who we've harmed. Bless us to forgive them and them to forgive us. By your mercy, have mercy on us when the angel of death comes to take our soul, when they lower us into the grave, make us firm upon the question that you are our Lord, that the Prophet is that our prophet and our messenger, and that Quran was our book, and that Islam was our deen. Allah, we ask that you resurrect us on La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi, let it be his hand that pull us out of our graves. Let it be from his blessed hands that we take a drink at the home. Let it be from his hands that we are guided into genital for those al-ana. Allahumma sallina Sayyidina Habibina Mawlana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Thank you for tuning in. Please consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1,000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth, and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'leefcollective.org forward slash donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.